listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together, where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing season two, episode 11, which was called All Mine. Woo. Yay. And uh, we're going to do our summary and then spoiler-free discussion, spoiler discussion, like we do literally every time for almost <laughs> 75 episodes. <laughs> It was the episode before that was called My Precious, I think. Yes! It's like both of these are kind of golem y. Oh, mine. My own. My Precious. The next one isn't called that. No. <laughs> Break it I don't remember. I don't remember any Lord of the Rings references that are like, You Cried for Me. <laughs> I was just trying to think if there's any series that had any other thing like that. But no, only Fruba. Only Fruba is that sad. I mean. Well, Malachmas has a bit of a... You cried for me? Someone crying for someone else uh, thing. I want to say that it's a, <laughs> more of a, like, thing in Japanese culture. Yeah, I feel like I've seen I feel like I've seen that concept to some degree in, in various anime. Anime and manga, but, yeah, probably. Yeah. Not in but other Fruits media. Fruits Basket and Full Malachmas are the two that jump to mind. <laughs> well, they're very touching emotionally, so that would make sense. <laughs> anyway, well, good. Great. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's talk about Fruva. <laughs> so this episode covered uh, chapter sixty-seven and sixty-eight of the manga. So there was like one little short one chapter that was like skipped after mm-hmm. the last time, which I forgot about. But I double-checked my notes, like a smart person that I left for myself in the past. So thanks, Pastella. <laughs> <laughs> and then we covered this in our podcast episode number thirty-five, which was called "A Forced Love." Better or worse? <laughs> <laughs> Who titled it better? Let us know in the yeah. comments. I mean, <laughs> take our poll here. <laughs> this episode opens at Kakura's house. Her mom heard that the head of the family returned back from the beach, and Kakura asked if Kyo was back too, and her mom was like, I don't know. <laughs> her mom's like, Who cares about the cat? <laughs> She's like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> no, she was just vacuuming. She was in the middle yeah. of something, and Kakura was laying on the floor, and Kakura was like, Do you think Kyo's back? And she was like, I don't know, and then leaves the room. <laughs> And then it transitions, that's what actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> Kakura thinks that she has something to talk to him about, and she remembers the true form incident from the end of last season, and then Kyo is a child, then hugging him as a teenager. The true reason for why she talked to him the day that they met, the initial reason that she fell in love with him. At Shigeru's house, he and the kids arrive home to find Ayame, who has made a mess of their house in their absence. Don't mind me, make yourselves at home and relax, he says, surrounded by garbage. <laughs> Like brother, like brother? Question. <laughs> also, I didn't. It's the same in the manga, but I didn't notice until this time that he's only been there for a day and made that <laughs> much of a mess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. Yes, it is exactly these. This whole episode is like almost to the T the manga. There was only like a couple little tiny things that I noticed mm-hmm. that were slightly different that I wanted to talk about. But yeah, this is. <laughs> it's still great. I loved Ayame. I put in a line. I tried to summarize this very quickly. I put in the line just for you, essentially, so I hope you appreciated it. <laughs> Toru goes to use the phone, and meanwhile, uh, Yame set, told, tells Yuki that he heard about Akito's trip to the beach and apologizes to Yuki for not being there for him once again. So I swear, he says, to at least he- let you heal your wounded heart in my arms tonight. And Yuki's like, no way. <laughs> in the, He's like, no way, that'll never happen, or something like that. In the hall, the person that Toru has called isn't available, so she makes arrangements to meet later and to keep it a secret from the others. Summer started with a feeling that of that something was about to happen, she says. It came true, and things are starting to stir before us. I'm sure that I'll get a new I'll, I'm sure that I'll set a new goal in my heart, too. Her thoughts are interrupted by Ayame threatening to hold Toru all night long, and thusly Yuki and Kyo threatening him. 
after that, we cut away to Shisho's house, and Toru meets him, because he was the one that she called. Um, he's returned from his vacation, and she goes to visit. He was visiting his grandfather's final resting place, far away, outside of the Soma estate. Toru says th that Kyo is currently living outside and asks if he'll be confined. Akito told her, and she says that Akito is the master of the Junishi, and told her that they would all return to live in the Soma house and wouldn't be separated, because of the curse. Please, if there's anything that you know about the curse, will you tell me? She asks, bowing her head and making a formal request. Why must you bow your head? Why must you do so much? Shisho asks. You've already done enough. He frankly tells her that he doesn't know the details of the curse, but he confirms that Kyo will be confined, and that the future Akito described is probable. The truly sad thing is that the Junishi don't seem to have the will to oppose Akito. To Shisho, Akito seems like a fragile child, but the Junishi see him as God. Something to be feared. There's a world that exists for them that is unfathomable to others. They're bound by blood, he says. These bonds are the curse, Toru asks. She just says that he doesn't know for sure. Bonds are supposed to be precious things, Toru thinks, and she thinks of her mom. She expects to be punished for trying to break it. I won't give up, she says, and Shisho smiles and asks that that's her nature. He thinks that he didn't want her to find out about the confinement. The conversation then lightens up and she talks about how Kyo is getting stronger and getting bigger. If there's anything that you can do, Shisho says, it would be to smile for them. When you smile, the world feels a little kinder. He thinks that the time they spend together will be their strength. Time to form a new bond. Elsewhere, Kakura meets with Kyo on the street. She asks why he doesn't come to the dojo more often. He remembers Shisho telling him to treasure the time that he spends in Shigure's house. Kyo says that he has something to tell her, but Kagura demands that they go on a date or she won't listen. Outside Shisho's house, Tori runs into Rin. She asks if she's feeling better, and Rin doesn't reply except for, you better stop hanging around the Somas, <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> Rin enters Shisho's house and doesn't take off her shoes. She goes straight to Shisho and demands to know why Toru was there, and he tells Rin that she had the same questions that she did. I won't let her do anything unnecessary, Rin vows. Later at Shigure's, Toru tells Yuki that she ran into Rin. He's like, where? And remembering this was supposed to be a secret, Toru's like, right in the middle of town. Kyo comes in to tell her that he won't be home for dinner on Sunday. And she's like, I didn't go anywhere. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was from the manga, too. I just really enjoyed it. So <laughs> <laughs> Toru should not play poker. No. <laughs> I don't have a full house. What are you talking about? We just told you that you need to bet. <laughs> Shigure and Yuki tease him about having a date, and Kyo squeezes Toru's head to keep her from hearing. Later, we see the meeting and Shisho narrating, You don't realize what all you give to them. Later, Kyo and Kakuro meet for their date, and she sasses him for not being excited enough. She suggests that they go to a movie, but he's uh, not usually interested. She asks if he still doesn't watch a lot of TV, even though there's no one around to get mad at him for it anymore. He reacts pretty calmly about it, and she thinks that he's really changing. He would have yelled at her before. But he wasn't always like that. As a kid, he wasn't so irritable. And she remembers meeting him as a child. Kyo tried to run away because his mom told him not to talk to strangers, but Kakura, little Kagura assures him. She's one of the Junishi too, the boar. She asks about the things that he likes, and he doesn't answer. She asks about what TV that he likes, and he says his, his mom gets mad if he watches it. I'll play with you, she says, and she takes his arm, and he smiles. I'm such a terrible person, she thinks in the present. The two arrive at the same park they met at as children, where they often played. She says that it, would be, it might be painful for him, too. It's near the Soma estate, and it's where she first saw his true form. We see the memory from the past. Kagura wanted to see his bracelet. She pulls it off. She's excited for a second, and then notices his true form. The bracelet snaps, and the beads go flying, and she runs away, scared. In the present, she says that she was sad that she was born into the Zodiac. Her parents fought about it often, and when she saw her mother crying alone later, she was sad. She was insecure about it. That's why when I first met you, she says, I was happy. Compared to the cat, I wasn't that unfortunate at all. Compared to this kid drawing fried eggs alone in the, in the ground, I wasn't pitiful at all. I wasn't suffering or shunned. I came to realize that I always looked down on you. 
I'm unclean, she says. When I ran away that day, I felt so unclean. I couldn't stand it. I wished I could do it over. I dreamed of a pure version of myself that accepted your monstrous form. I didn't realize that that, that very thought was unclean. If I could fall in love with you, grow closer to you, if you fell in love with me, I thought I might negate the unclean me who ran away. I was rationalizing my love. I realized everything when I saw her running after you. I never thought about your pain. I was always thinking about myself. I always chase after you for my own sake. Kagura starts to cry and apologizes to Kyo. You don't have to say things that hurt you, Kyo says. Kagura, I'll never fall in love with you. I just wanted to tell you that. I'm not upset at, I'm not upset at you for looking down on me or whatever. You have nothing to apologize for. But I wanted to confess to you, she says, and she stands and stretches and says that all that confessing made her hungry, and she announces that she'll be going home. Kakura, Kyo says, no matter the reason behind it, you played with me. I was happy. Thank you. It's true that my love started out of pity, Kakura thinks. Kyo called my name. He was clumsy. And before I knew it, Kakura turns sobbing. Kyo-chan, Kyo-chan, I love you so much, she says. Believe me, she thinks. Please believe me. Kyo pulls her close and hugs her. Thank you, he says. When Kakura returns home later, her mom sees her puffy eyes and asks what happened. Don't pity me, she says. It, I was just selfish, and now it's time for me to reflect on that. Thank you for worrying about me. Sorry, she thinks. I don't want your pity or sympathy. I don't want to share those feelings with anyone else. These feelings of pain and happiness are all mine. Kyokun from back then was all mine. The Kyokun that said thanks. The Kyokun that held me and stayed with me until my tears dried. Let that be all mine, at least until the morning dawns. And then we cut to the credits. Aww. Yay! <laughs> That's a very brisk summary. <laughs> yeah, I did a... <laughs> listen, if you want the full summary, you can listen to our episode uh, 35 or whatever I said. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sometimes I let it let them go way too long. Mm-hmm. Also, this one was like 90% dialogue, so it was a little bit hard. Sometimes when it's really dialogue heavy, I don't cut a lot because I think a lot of the dialogue is really interesting. So like yeah. for this one, I kept all of Kagura's, but like the first part was like Toru basically goes and like reiterates everything that Akito told us. So I feel like we already knew all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple little things that I purposely kept in where she like thinks about her mom and Shisho, Shisho says some things that are important, like Akito, he thinks of Akito as being like a child, but the Junishi think of him as being this like godly, otherworldly figure where something to be feared rather than just a person. Um, and a couple of things like that that I think are like key things from the episode, but mm-hmm. you know. Kagura's, all Kagura's dialogue is kind of important because I think we don't really get a lot of insight into her character other than this episode. Yeah. Um, we saw like she appeared in that earlier, those earlier episodes in season one. Um, but this is like about, I think, a, you know, kind of an important moment in her internal growth. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that I could do anyway, general, you know, we're almost done with the manga. I think I could probably shorten these down more, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> Look forward to our episode on Wednesday because I definitely didn't shorten that one very much. And there's a lot of dialogue. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I feel like I just kind of said a lot of things in a very short period of time about <laughs> about this episode, but um, I did want to say I wanted to talk about a couple of things that I thought were interesting, like in the adaptation, mm-hmm. so like the visuals and the music and stuff. Yeah. So one thing that really stood out to me that I thought was really interesting is the scene where Toru and Shisho are having their conversation. The whole like beginning part where Toru's giving her description of what Akito said. So there's a bunch of different visuals behind it that I didn't describe in the summary, but it's like. Um, 
she I think she remembers like Akito at the beach and she has that like there's a vision of Akito kind of like resting on the thing with the flower petal flowers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. all of that part is silent until Shusho starts talking about how he perceives Akito and that's when the background music picks up so it's kind of interesting like there's no not silent I guess it's just Toru's narration yeah so I felt like it gave a lot of like weight to that one part of the story especially because we have like during Kakura's confession and stuff later there's like the repeated like opening theme song and stuff so Mm -hmm. anyway sometimes where they don't use music I find to be very interesting it stands out a lot yeah in the anime there's a thing um it used to be a thing anyway where like like a lot of anime like uses silence and like there's a thing for a while where like English adaptations like refuse to let things be silent so yeah there was like add in weird music or add in little like bits of dialogue that aren't there and stuff mm-hmm. it's like yeah. guys <laughs> just let it be silence is important yeah like it silence is just as much of a medium as music is mm-hmm. or like silence I guess silence is just as much of a, a sound as other yeah. sounds that you'd use in a soundtrack are yeah so. it's another tool in the uh, it's like having like, negative space yeah like a in a in a like layout or whatever like having negative space is just as important as having the things in that space yeah but i just thought like yeah the sometimes where they anime i felt like the last couple of episodes like the the beach ones they put a lot of music in which i think made sense but i just like i thought it was an interesting i didn't even notice it the first time i was watching and then when i was writing this i was like oh is there no music oh Mm -hmm. really interesting quiet yeah i I think it kind of makes sense it's like a come down from all the beach stuff Mm -hmm. which was very like high emotions high tension high drama like there isn't even they don't play the opening song Mm -hmm. the credits the opening credits are in that first scene with kagura like they're overlaid Mm -hmm. yeah so they don't play the opening song until kagura's like confession Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting choice too the other um thing that stood out to me Mm -hmm. was there's this visual where kagura is like holding like this like glowing like bubble thing and mm-hmm. when she's saying like I dreamed of like a pure me that could accept you and like goes into that all that stuff, yeah, um, which isn't isn't really in the manga, but it doesn't really make sense. It's just I thought it was an interesting yeah. visual. There's um, there's a scene of like her hands, like clasped like that in the manga during that same scene, like during that part of the dialogue, but it's kind of vague if like something is like being caught in her hands or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I interpreted it in the anime to be one of the beads. It seems like that because the beads, yeah. um, the beads break. Yeah, which I don't think they're implied to do in the manga. But. Actually, I'm just looking at it right now, and it looks it. I, I never thought that way, but right, this page. There's that like I the them, yeah. There's like the sh- sort of artistic string of beads yeah, on the one scene, but it's hard to tell if that's supposed to be like happening in that scene or just like a representation of like cursed stuff and also like the bracelet could just be loose i don't know yeah because like yeah. there's nothing like like in the anime we see like the beads like scattered, scattered on the ground and like flying around and stuff and we don't see any of that in the manga panels no it's just it, that one bit of the string of beads but no it just seems to be like uh yeah it's just like these are the beads it's just another you just see them again mm-hmm. like dropped on the ground i guess but yeah, yeah no they don't scatter everywhere that's something mm-hmm. that i noticed that was markedly different too yeah it's like kind of a like uh like artistic dramatization of mm-hmm. the manga events, mm-hmm. which I think worked pretty well for. Yes, I think so too. I think they also like. I appreciated they had the little scene of them under the sunflowers. Mm-hmm. That little yeah. transition scene it was cute. 
that was like something that I noticed in the manga that we were reading and I liked it a lot. So Yeah. Um something I liked um that the anime did is like the very end, like where they have the kids playing. Mm-hmm. And then like we had they have the kids like running past them. Yes. And then like right before like all the like really dramatic confession stuff starts we get like kind of an imagined like baby Kyo and Kagura running past in the same way. Yeah. Which I thought was a nice little Oh, not quite a transition, but whatever you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the in the, also in the manga, you see the like you see the kids, and then you see Kyo and Kakura, but it's not like the same. Like it doesn't have that like motion of them running, which is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it was just like oh, like the kids are leaving, and like Kagura has like a bunch of like memories of like her and Kyo as kids, but mm-hmm. like that kind of and like obviously like. They're obviously, like, connected to her memories there, but, like, I think the direct... Yeah, the kids and then the other... The imagined version of them as kids. Yeah. Yeah, makes it a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cute. I did like that part. Yeah. Yeah, the whole ending, I think, was very effective. Like, the... Like, everything I... they did. Like, it made me, like, tear up a little bit. Oh, that's it good. Was just, like, good. It was just, like, a really good, like, set of, like, emotional beats that worked really well for their purpose. Yeah, I think so. And I think it does a really good job of conveying something in a very short period of time. Because like we, like we just said, this is like Kagura's main event in this series, really. Mm-hmm. I guess without like trying to not spoil a lot of things. But she doesn't get a lot of time in the series. So to convey in 15 minutes so kind of a complicated idea about... Or like the complicated way that she feels about Kyo, I think is very impressive. I think it was mm-hmm. impressively done. And probably difficult to act like one way and then make that like sort of you know turn on a dime change emotionally yeah and then be in full confession mode so and i think her confession is very like dramatic but like not but considering i think the way that she feels it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah you and know. like i think um we probably talked about it during the long episode but like i think the like the love confession was not intended like no she came there like just wanted to like confess like her like you know guilty feelings of how she viewed him mm-hmm. but then like kind of like as she's saying it kind of made the realization that like like no matter how it started out she genuinely is in love with him mm-hmm. yeah she so kind of like kind of like the confession kind of like snuck up on her yeah <laughs> she kind of like it's interesting because she first she convinced herself that she you know if she could if she could love him then she then that would make her feel better about her guilt to the way that she reacted the first time that she learned something about him which I also think is like completely reasonable because she was a child so it's like mm-hmm. you don't need to like kill yourself to like yeah you know like have a like want to correct that reaction but mm-hmm. whatever and then um the but then so, so she kind of like convinced herself that she didn't actually love him and that she just was was forcing herself like Rin said a couple episodes ago right mm-hmm. and then yeah through you know like her memories and like being in that space though like park and having the kids around and being with Kyo and thinking about the things that she likes about him she realized that her feelings are actually real mm-hmm. and wanted to confess so yeah yeah two confessions in one Mm-hmm. It's a lot of confessing. I think I would be hungry too, or whatever yeah. she said. <laughs> She's like, I love her, like fake, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go home now. And Kim's mm-hmm. like, can you wait for a second? Like, yeah. <laughs> you just said a lot of things. Mm-hmm. 
I love always love Kyo in this. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we've seen him both in the. I mean, I guess it's just this. It's the same interaction as in the manga, but like she specifically talks about how much he's changed as a person and how how he's not so quick to get angry about everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But I always love the way that he like comforted her and stuff. Someone yeah. who he things that he. And he told tell, told her how much it meant to him that she spent time with him and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always thought this was a nice. Kyo was really great in this chapter too. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, and like you think about it, it's like it must have meant like the world to him mm-hmm. as a child. I mean, because that's like that was before he was even taken in by Kazuma. Like, yeah, because it's you know he had nobody mm-hmm. but his you know terrible his mom father who wouldn't let him watch his, TV and his like you know suicidally depressed mother mother yes (laughs) yeah i know so yeah i'm sure no matter what the intention was this is what that's what he says too it it was good they was they had a good relationship as kids yeah it meant a lot to him it's nice that he acknowledges that too Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like we've seen him be nice but like not in that kind of way before Mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't know how to describe it yeah in a way that makes sense but. yeah it is a like like Kagura says it is kind of a character growth you know mm-hmm. moment for him like we see like how far he's come because like yeah i think when you're first reading her saying like do you like nobody will get mad at you if you like watch tv anymore you think mm-hmm. like you would think he would like snap and be all angry about that but mm-hmm. based on previous kyo but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he wasn't he was nice mm-hmm. yeah also like i know apparently that like the black shirt is a thing for in the <laughs> fandom, which I didn't know, but what? everyone was <laughs> talking about that or whatever. But I didn't even really notice it in the manga, but somehow in the anime, it, I did like notice it. I'm like, oh, he dressed up for their date. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't wear Adidas or whatever. Yes. Like... <laughs> but he it's wore like he Adidas the... to the grave. Yeah. So. yeah. It's like he found the one nice one shirt, shirt in his closet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that was a thing. I knew Apparently, other things. I saw a lot of people talking about it. I was like, yeah. okay. Okay. I saw a lot of people's metas about this episode, though, about Kakura, which I thought was interesting. I, didn't, mm-hmm. I purposely, like, don't read stuff. I don't look at GIFs until I've watched the episode, <laughs> and I don't read people's meta until after we record, because I, I don't want things to be, like, influenced by... I want to yeah. talk about, like, my opinions of things. But yeah, I saw people talking about it a lot, so I, now I will go back and read them, but mm-hmm. seem to have caused a stir <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> The one interesting thing about this episode that I know we talked about before, because I was like, oh yeah, this is a a kind of, this episode I always think of is interesting to see the contrast between like, what we what we get a little bit is the contrast between Kyo and Kagura's relationship and Kyo and Toru's relationship, because mm-hmm. they have all the like, the reference to her running after him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think like, even if Kagura had seen his true form as an adult, she probably, or like as an older teenager, she probably still would have run away, because like, I mm-hmm. think they're just different people, and that's kind of what she's trying to convey. Yeah. Um, so we kind of get to see, and she says like, I, I know that we talked about this before, so this is probably like repetitive from our previous episode about this, but she says like, um, um, like I was always pursuing you for myself or whatever. And it seems like the, when, what, when we saw like Tori run after him, it was, she says like, um, Ka- Kagura says like, I wasn't thinking about you and I wasn't thinking about your pain. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we know from, um, like Toru's thoughts and even Kyo's thoughts like around that time that like Toru was running after Kyo because she knew like he wouldn't come back if she didn't go after him so it was mm-hmm. like it was very focused on like 
it's on Kyo's Kyo. feelings in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than hers. Mm-hmm. So, um, and like the interesting thing is they you, they showed the same chapters at the same time. So like I said, there's one like we sorry we recorded these two together, and the team creating the anime chose to put these two together. And I think a good what comes out of that is that you have Kyo Toru going like kind of behind Kyo's back to talk to Shisho. Mm-hmm. because it's for his benefit that she or like she's trying to learn about him or like what's going to happen to him right yeah and then Kagura goes straight to him so you have these it just shows a I just think it's an interesting episode and also the two chapters together have this create an interesting contrast between Kyo's relationship with Kagura and Kyo's relationship with Toru that's all yeah. I'll say about that mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got to it's reiterated once again in this yeah. so. also I mentioned the yeah, like we talked about it Back in the first season, of the anime when Kagura was introduced, mm-hmm. how they added in like a lot of stuff to her introductory yes episode, and one of them was like the whole like her making like eggs special for Kyo, <laughs> right? Which is like yes. was kind of a call, which kind of a call forward to to yes. this event. So <laughs> yes, you're right. It's nice to see that like you know paid off in the like yes. anime version now. Thanks for looking that up because I definitely didn't, and I completely forgot. <laughs> that was important <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right she made special eggs for him <laughs> <laughs> special eggs <laughs> yeah they made it a an earlier reference in the anime which was kind of a nice touch and now it's been paid off mm-hmm. did you have any other things to say about that aren't spoilery out of curiosity um yeah one other thing going back oh. to the um the conversation that Kazuma and Toru had yes um talking about like slight like things they added in the anime and one thing was that kind of imagery of uh when Cosmos talking about the curse oh, yeah. or bond and had that imagery of like all the zodiac members standing around including akito yes with that like the kind of like rope kind of thing? thing around them all yeah yeah the one with the mi- was... evil miasma around yeah it. Which is, <laughs> yeah which like we said was similar to the one that came up like during the kyo the confrontation yes on the beach so neat to see that imagery carried through yeah I, th- I have a feeling they'll be repeating that mm-hmm. <laughs> based on these episodes another thing that of course that happened is that uh rin tori ran into rin and then rin went into the dojo <laughs> without taking your shoes off again yeah. which i thought was great but <laughs> kunimitsu sounded very distressed yeah i know she's like wait wait Kisisu, wait <laughs> and she's just like oh, i'm getting a lot of visitors today and yeah. then rin's like what the fuck was she doing here <laughs> everything's wonderful yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think it's just uh, i guess it's a good thing to note that rin was back and rin is rin rin came to ashisho the same question that toru came to ashisho about da, da, da. anything he knows about the curse mm-hmm. so very interesting so i guess that's yep. why rin's skulking around yeah <laughs> rin's skulking around being rin taking not taking her shoes off everywhere she goes yeah. She didn't take her shoes off when she. Sh- she didn't take her shoes off when she went to Shigure's. She didn't take her shoes off when she went to Shisha's. Yeah. Does she have any respect at all? <laughs> in her defense, those shoes look like they'd be annoying to take it on probably. and off. Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't have any things to say that aren't spoilery. <laughs> shall we talk about spoilers? We shall. All right. Good. If you're listening, to spoilers. Stick around after the music. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 12, which is called You Cried For Me. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Hello. We're back to talk about spoilers. 
Ellen, it's happening. I know. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> the the teaser came up and I was like, yes. <laughs> I saw the uh, promo images today too. I was like, yay! I'm excited. Don't have to speculate every episode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't speculating. It was becoming like a demand rather than yeah. speculation. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Good times are in store. <laughs> Think of all the screaming I'll get to do next week, guys. That's not going to yeah. be a short summary. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn how to fake cry for this. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> She just like say the word like sob in between every word. <laughs> She's just like, be why can't you be happy like that? <laughs> does, yes. that sound, does that sound convincing? <laughs> so that's how I cry, isn't how everyone cries? <laughs> I'm sad, <laughs> just screaming. <laughs> uh, anyway, the other <laughs> thing that I thought was interesting is like because she broke the bracelet. It's great foreshadowing for later mm-hmm. when the when Kyo breaks the bracelet. Yeah. We get it come full circle. Only a year from now, probably. Yeah. More than a year from now. <laughs> Let's put a pin in it. Yeah. It's going to be real exciting when I'll it happens. I'll f- forget just like how I forgot fried eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Only in like a week or two in our other episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think next week. We just read two. I think it's next week. Ow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just bonked my wrist on the table. <laughs> it's next week. Okay. So this this Wednesday, we're reading 126 and 127. Next week, we're reading 128 to 131, which is like everything. Everything's mm-hmm. happening. Everything's happening. Yeah. That'll be a long episode, too, I'm sure. Yeah. And then we only have two more episodes and then a finale. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do we do next? More anime breaks. <laughs> <laughs> anime breaks forever. Yeah. And then another series. Mm-hmm. Be a good time. Like, but then what about after that? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. There's enough anime to last our whole lives. We can do uh, like Naruto and then we'll just be podcasting <laughs> yeah. for the rest of our lives. Or um, was it One Piece that's like uh, still going on? It is so like 300 plus chapters. It's ongoing and it's been going on for years. Yeah, because I think Naruto actually ended... It did. Well, yeah, I guess it depends well, on normal Naruto. Do... Normal Naruto. Sequel. <laughs> like Naruto another or whatever. Yeah. I need you to frame everything for me in, in Fruits Basket terms. Like Yeah, Naruto Basket another Naruto. <laughs> Kimi's Naruto another, another Naruto. <laughs> Naruto's Basket another Naruto. <laughs> Call the um the second more accurate anime adaptations, whatever Brotherhood, and all the um, <laughs> all the like children-based sequels. Another, <laughs> another. <laughs> I think Shippuden would then be Naruto. Another, I think, because I think it's about their children. Well, I think no, I, I think there was. I think Shippuden was still part of the normal Naruto oh. sh- storyline. Oh, it's Boruto's the one that's about. Their yeah, children. now there's like their kids. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I've read like. Don't at me. <laughs> I don't even think I've read any Naruto, but I've seen like two not. episodes of Naruto. So. Yeah. <laughs> Once when I was still living in um, in Blessed America, and by blessed I mean because we used to get Adult Swim, <laughs> not for a lot of other reasons, but there was a Naruto marathon one time on Adult Swim, and I watched, I think, like, up to in the 20s or 30s of the anime, and I was just like, three things have happened. I can't yeah. I can't deal with this pace. I can't shonen. Yeah. yeah. I watched, like, two or three episodes, and I was like, 
this is fine it's but fine. not my thing so it's a good seems to be very popular yeah it's not really my thing yeah um yeah and the other thing is just that like the chapter they skipped like a chapter that's kind of in between yes the two events okay. which is just like yuki meeting the rest of the uh, student council which yeah will be delightful when it happens <laughs> i bet it'll be next time next next time like they'll do mm -hmm. this one and then they'll probably go back to school because yeah parent teacher really parent teacher counseling is coming up mm -hmm. yay <laughs> <laughs> so it'll probably yeah i think there's after. enough um i think there's enough to the hatori mayu storyline to fill an episode by itself i think and also it's got like nothing all the else... kanas oh, it's got like all the kana yeah, yeah, yeah. Backstory from well, Maya's perspective and stuff. So yes, I think. Also... And the Shigure stuff, Shigure and Maya stuff. So. <laughs> you mean the Maiko who dumped you after three months? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I think there's enough. It's two chapters in the manga, so they'll probably make it a whole episode. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll like add a little something at the end or something, but mm -hmm. I can't see it being that yeah. much. But yes, yeah, so, yeah. I expect next episode is going to be. A, all that, and then they'll probably go back to school. Back in school. <laughs> I was trying to see what's after. <laughs> oh, uh, there's some Rin and... So the things after the two chapters that we just talked about are Rin... It says Rin and Haru stuff, which mm. they'll probably get into soon because they brought Rin yeah. back. And then it says Toru's grandpa is sick. And then it's parent-teacher conferences. Yep. Yes. Yeah, maybe they'll just do those two. Well, I mean, I don't know. And then, I don't know. They'll probably do the student council stuff, though. There's also a mm -hmm. student council chapter in chapter 73. So we read both of those as just one-offs when yeah. we did it. So maybe they'll just combine those two or something. Yeah, maybe. <gasps> Tori's sneaking in a meeting. Karina is coming in soon. <laughs> I wonder... Okay, so if they do... Maybe the end will be sort of Cinderella? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or it's not a bad season finale mm -hmm. or it might um Would how far after sort of cinderella was the kokito reveal and it wasn't that long after it might have been before oh wait let me look uh no it's after because it's after uh new year's kareno watches the oh the dvd the dvd of sort of cinderella and then he goes to meet with toru it's a whole volume after <laughs> they could move it up though yeah i could see them maybe yeah, they could bringing just it up to make that the finale there's, yeah there's no reason that you have to have that you have well we already had uo, uo and Karino stuff so you could move all mm -hmm. of those things up mm -hmm. and then that could just be yeah. you and you could easily have stuff. like like have that happen almost immediately after sort of cinderella mm -hmm. like, rather than have like time pass in between yeah they could take out they could you could also like move the whole class trip or something because the class trip is in there mm -hmm. but that could just be like after like there's a lot of stuff that's like not really time fixed not really yeah it kind of happen at any time or there's like the whole stuff with like rin running around and then Toru and rin like that's kind of time fixed in a sense like you mm -hmm. have to have you at least have to have them in that order right yeah but, like you can have parent-teacher conferences whenever, even though Maiko said they're going to happen after after summer break, so they'll probably have that. Mm -hmm. But you could just like, yeah, you could just like move their class trip. You could move Toru sneaking in to the estate later, like closer to all that arc or something. Mm -hmm. That's a, it's a better reveal than sort of Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see them like because the first one. Like at first, I wasn't sure like 
like what the pace of this season was going to be. So I was like, that already, seems too far off. But yeah, it did. But now we're through. It's the moving fairly briskly, so I could see them making that the season finale. You know, like the series has its, it's the has next a, big reveal. <laughs> and like the first end of the first one was Kyo's transform, like Kyo, the reveal of like the true form. Mm-hmm. So like I guess that would mirror that pretty well. Yeah. Like it's another thing that's some that someone is like sort of like keeping obfuscated. Yeah. And is like more about their like true self, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or like a part of themselves that's Yeah. Hidden it's away. kind of a yeah, a thing that It's like the all their internal issues around it. Yeah. Influence a lot of their like current behavior. So Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that would be I mean, it would definitely be better than... I mean, Source and Roll is great, but it would be more a theme-appropriate mm-hmm. ending than... Yeah, especially since it's getting... Yeah, we're getting more dramatic as time goes on, not less, so... Yeah. Also, yeah. like, Sword of Cinderella mm-hmm. is good because it reveals a bunch of things to the characters, but there's nothing new revealed to us. Yeah. So Uo is like, come and see me, damn it, but we already knew that she's, like, into Kureno. And then Toru is like, no, I would be sad if you were locked away forever, but we already knew that because she's already gone and visited Chisho. So, like, yeah, that's... Those things are already... Mm-hmm kind of established like yeah. it's not a big yeah it more deal. serves as like a, yeah like a comedic way to like move the characters forward by having them reveal stuff rather yeah. than like revealing things to the audience yes yeah, so. it's, it's the it's funny for the audience and like in entertaining and like kind of in, in intriguing because you get the other characters reactions to things that you already know i guess so, yeah yeah and it is also hilarious so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah anyway that makes sense maybe it'll be that yeah I believe you. I'll bet 50 cents. Okay. <laughs> what do I get if you... If, uh, I guess I'd have to make a counter bet, though. So yeah. It can't just be like that or bust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I also think you're right, so... Okay. <laughs> Is this like a whoever's right first gets a dollar situation? Or? <laughs> yeah. I'd say I'd put money on it, but not that much because I don't really care. Yeah. Well, the stakes <laughs> are low. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Um... Do you, anything else we want to talk about this episode? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, then next time we'll get to talk about uh, Mayuko and Tori, and it'll be great. Finally. Yay. Yay. And then basically, I like, kind of enjoy, huh? I kind of enjoy our uh, anime break spoiler section that's mostly, like, speculating on, like, how the anime is going to portray the events. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, well, the spoiler section for the manga series has turned into this is what's happening next because sometimes things aren't spoiled anymore. So yeah. <laughs> so now it's just like, let's just speculate on, and also like, it's fun to speculate on it, especially mm-hmm. if the quote, the title is really obscure. Big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other predictions for, for that? Are they going to really play up Shigure being an asshole? Are there's <laughs> Maiko going to cry really loud? I don't know anything about Maiko's, not in the series very much so like it'll actually be interesting to see how her her character is brought mm-hmm. to life in the anime i think yeah since she basically wasn't at all the first time so mm-hmm. yeah i do think it's going to be a uh, a good peek at asshole shigure for uh, <laughs> the uninitiated <laughs> <laughs> it's like guess he's not just an asshole to akito <laughs> yeah it's also kind of an asshole to it's like, oh, he's just an asshole in general <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think he just well, wasn't he just like, oh, I'll go out with you if you, like, want, or something like that. Like, he wasn't, yeah. like, interested, particularly. Yeah, she's basically, he's like, I'm bored, I'll go out with you. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then meanwhile, she's just like yeah. has her hands she's like, pressed I'm against emotionally the distraught, so I'll go out with you. Yeah. <laughs> she also has her hands like pressed against the window, just watching like a Tori and Kana like outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then looks over at Chikuri, and he's like, "What?" While he's like reading mm-hmm. a book. Yeah. That's funny. All right, good. <laughs> well, good predictions all around. <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. I uh, I touched a pin feather in the wrong way, so he made a little squall. I don't know if he just came up on the recording. <laughs> I heard that, and I was like, Kayla, flip the page. And then I was like, wait, we're not reading the manga right now. <laughs> I did. I bet people could. I don't know, maybe. Sometimes I'm like, oh, ha, ha. I, like, I listen to these later, and I'm like, oh, murf, murf, murf. Because I know that I made a joke about him making a sound, but then you can't hear it in the recording. Mm-hmm. Only I heard it. It was just for me. <laughs> Special bird sound just for you. Just for me. <laughs> All mine. Alone. Mine alone. <laughs> so they don't play the opening song until Kagura's, like, confession. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting choice, too. <laughs> that one's not a noise just for me. <laughs> no, that's a noise for everybody. Everyone. <laughs> You're such a butt. Come here. <laughs>